In the world of business, profit is everything. Those that are not profitable are condemned from memory. And the most important business of all is watching anime. Congratulations. Congratulations. What do you think my title is going to be? <laughs> I was going to be the CEO. Congratulations. Same. That's, that's, the, that's the start of the episode. Uh, yeah. Welcome back, <laughs> uh, welcome back to our second uh, special episode of Wapper, uh, your weekly anime performance review. Uh, we're your three high-powered anime business executives. I'm John, your emotionally distant father. I'm Chris, king of the goo. <laughs> king of the goo? Oh, that's good. That's powerful. Andrew? I'm Andrew, the CEO of... Watching Evangelion with your parents? Yep, accidentally did, watching did you... the sex scene episode with my parents. <laughs> no! <laughs> Wait, which, which sex scene episode? I think it was... 20 i think number 20 okay so kaji and misato yes yes all right because as long as it's as long as it's not as long as it's not the scene at the beginning of the end when uh shinji has a mistake with the yogurt god no he spills a little yogurt on his hands over asuka's unconscious body yeah well i mean the end of the movie implies that she was conscious and knew he was there uh so there's that well, but no, it doesn't because yeah, it does. Because when they're in, inst- we'll get there. Uh, yeah. So, as you might have guessed from uh, what we've been saying so far, uh, this is our special episode on uh, what I consider to be one of the classics of the medium, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, so we're bas- basically, I force these two nutcases to watch it. I've seen it before; they haven't. You call us the nutcases? Yes, uh, and we're going to uh, have uh, do our thoughts on it, or talk about our thoughts on it. Uh, since I've seen the show before, I would like one of you guys to go first. So my thoughts are that the most unrealistic thing about something set in 2015, or 2014, I think, <laughs> 2015. is that they have washing machines that fold your clothes for you. Anyways. I think that was supposed to be a dry cleaning place. I think, well, I don't know. Um, regardless, I think the... I didn't care for the beginning of it. I felt like it was too slow, and we didn't really understand most of Shinji's motivations, the main character. Mm-hmm. And I think the ending... Who knows what happened there? Um, I do. <laughs> well, I, I think I know. Just like... I think it was too... dialogue-heavy and okay. boring. Um, the middle part, though, where it was pretty much just a Gundam anime, I enjoyed that just fine. I thought it was fine. Um, okay, uh, so you like kind of the episodes that are a lot more kind of episodic. Yeah, the kind uh, of monster know, like, of the week. Or the angel, angel shows the up and yeah. they whip its ass. Yeah, uh, yeah. In a creative I, I way. thought those were fine. Uh, interesting, because those are my, like the middle chunk of this show where it's just a lot of angels showing up and then the three of them defeat them. Those are my least favorite episodes of this show. Like, I like the middle. I like the beginning a lot. Like the first couple episodes. Uh, and then I think it kind of hits a slump when Asuka shows up, and it starts to pick up again and cut towards the end. See, that's like the that's like the opposite of me. 
and it yeah. has it has nothing to do. It's not because Oscar shows up. It's just that's about the point. No, when that's it when it becomes monster yeah. of the week. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. No, Oscar's a great character. Like, a, I'd say basic. I didn't really like the first third. I really liked the second third, and then it was hard for me to get through the last third. But I think that was less because I was it was bad and more because I was just having to force myself to watch it because I waited until the last minute to start it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I finished at six in the morning today, so it's like, this is a, this is a treat for me. <laughs> I don't know if it would have been, if it's really as bad as I thought, but I know if I wasn't doing it for this, I would have stopped watching it. Yeah, probably. I, the first time that I watched end of Evangelion, it was like three in the morning. Uh, that was an experience. Uh, but I adore this show, and I particularly adore when it gets weird and creepy. <laughs> uh, and I think that, and you're right, that it is very dialogue-heavy. Uh, it's dialogue-heavy, it's very metaphorical, and it's very, like... I wouldn't say it's metaphorical. Uh, well... More philosophical. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. So the the big the big metaphor that this show has is the AT field. Uh, so like all the Avas and the Angels generate AT fields, which are basically like deflector shields. And the only thing the the reason that the Ava is the only thing that can beat the Angels is because the Avas generate AT fields which are strong enough to break the Angels' AT fields. It's also mentioned at the end of the movie that every every person has an individual AT field. Yes, and that's what I was getting um, to, is that right. uh, every person has an AT field, which is what makes us distinct individuals from one another. So basically what the bad guys want to do, or I guess the, I can call them Seal or Sele, uh, is they want to break down all the AT fields that separate people from one another and just go back to all of humanity being this primordial soup uh, because uh human interaction is hard and depressing and so they're like let's just set it all back to zero and be soup again well it's not just human interaction what they're what i feel like what they're trying to say is that people need to be together with other people but right. that's terrifying people need to be together but they also hurt each other by being right. around each other mm -hmm. and so uh, if we get rid of the distinction then we can be together without um, without hurting each other because we're all the same person. It's it's a bit weird there, but mm. and so ultimately the the ultimate pivotal choice of the series, both and it happens both in episode twenty six of the show and in end of Evangelion is that it comes down to Shinji deciding whether the benefits of being an individual and interacting with other individuals outweigh the risks, and in both cases he decides he wa I want to be me. I want to be myself, but also deal with people and well, yeah go ahead i feel like the movie and the show had slightly different themes in it yeah i think the so. show was is it worth putting yourself out there to interact with other people and yes but the movie was more of is it worth being an individual person like i feel like they were slightly different because the movie takes place between 24 and 25 kind of ish it's it's a bit weird. Um, no, end of Evangelion. I think that episodes twenty five and twenty six take place during Third Impact, so they're during the movie. Maybe, 
it's it's all weird. Um, but I feel like the movie explains how we got from twenty four to twenty five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's very strange. Yes. I, I it's kind of interesting that you guys really like the part of the show that I find the least interesting. because uh, I really like the character stuff in this show. The the mecha stuff is alright, but I, I think that the strength of the show is really its characters. And actually my favorite character uh in in Evangelion is Gendo. Uh and that's what that's why my title for this week was You're Emotionally Just a Father. Uh because I think he's a really interesting character because kind of what they do with Gendo is that they kind of show how Shinji might come off to other people. For the most point, he's our viewpoint character, so we naturally sympathize with him. But, uh, and they kind of mention this in the movie, that Shinji and Gendo are pretty similar. Uh, they've been kind of hardened by their experiences, and so they naturally want to shut people out. And so we sympathize with Shinji wanting to do that because we see his perspective. But when we see Gendo doing the same thing, we feel like he's a jerk. And so it's kind of, he's kind of a mirror reflecting back on Shinji to some extent. And that's why I think he's such a fascinating character. I don't know, because for me, I feel like we don't see into Shinji's personality until we start getting into the weird dream sequence stuff. Like, we don't see stuff. any of his... Well, no, even when he's absorbed into the Ava. Yeah, that's true. Like, we don't see any of his internal motivations. He just always sees what he tells other people. And so I don't necessarily know if I can even call him a viewpoint character. Uh, people, I th- I'd say that we get some more insight into him before that. Like, uh, there's a couple scenes where uh, Ritsuko and Misato are talking about how he just naturally kind of avoids conflict. He doesn't want to deal with people. Right, but that's not talk. That's not Shinji's thoughts on the matter. That's their thoughts on Shinji, which I mean, are two different right. things. Maybe, but I don't know. They're talking about the Shinji in them. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's really like that with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and throughout the whole show, basically, he like if anybody raises their voice in him at all, he immediately apologizes. And I think it's in the third impact scenes that it might be in the, it's in the third impact in the movie. Uh, Asuka basically is like, you apologize before you even know what's wrong. Not because you actually want to make amends because you want to basically the conflict to be over. Uh, so I, th- I think I, there's so much stuff in this show that like God, kind of personally hits home for me with, like that. Uh, just this whole idea that human interaction is so hard sometimes uh, is so central to the show. And I think it's a fascinating idea to explore in a weird mecha alien show. Well, yeah, because there's this whole thing about that we've talked about how like is it worth interacting with other people? But there's also kind of a thing going on of the my version of me and your version of me are totally different. And the way I perceive things and my reality is totally different than your reality. Maybe not totally, but you know, like it's it's informed by different decisions, and I have a fact about my life that may not be a fact for anyone else's life. So I think that's a very interesting thing to think about. Um, I don't think it does too much with that, all things considered. Mostly because that's the weird sequence that who knows what's happening. But John does. Oh, okay. that was kind of a bold claim on my part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's 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 so much going on in those episodes that it's almost, I'd say it's almost impossible to get everything out of them on one watch. Definitely not. Uh, <clears throat> or it definitely is. You know what I meant. 
Uh, but let's let's talk about some other stuff besides just kind of the philosophy going into this one. Sure. Uh, I love the score of the show. This is yeah possibly my favorite soundtrack to any anime. I'm yeah. almost certain that it's the only anime soundtrack that I've ever just listened to in my headphones while I'm doing something. Uh, aside from maybe JoJo, like those are the only two. Uh, I really love like a lot of the themes of the show, like the the theme that plays when they launch the Avas is fantastic uh <laughs> i like the theme that plays uh like when they're just in the apartment hanging out uh which yeah. is actually just titled misato on the soundtrack which i think <laughs> is funny because <laughs> usually it's not really with scenes that have her in them there's like the music that plays when they're like the weird episodes yeah, yeah when they're thinking about stuff or whatever there yeah. is the weird episode music certainly uh, the angel attack theme is also a classic. And I will say, you can't mention a score without mentioning the OP, which is Curl Angel Thesis, which I feel like a lot of people know. Oh, yeah. Whether uh, they don't know what it's from or not. but And which I consider to be one of the greatest pop songs ever written. I skipped it most of the time. I started skipping uh, at the end because I just wanted to be done. But I didn't, I, I, I didn't really skip it because I was writing episode summaries during it. I skipped it once I started just when I was binging it and not watching like two episodes at a time. Uh, how about Come Seuss or Todd, which is the uh, the song that plays during Third Impact and End of Evangelion? I hated that. Did you actually? Yeah. What, why is that? I just hated that whole sequence. Oh, okay. Uh, but it wasn't the song specifically that made yeah. you hate it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Like, I don't I don't know. We can talk about it more when we um, get there. Big question. Is this a battle royale? What? What do you mean? Well, isn't... So, this might be a bit of a spoiler, but the angels are other humanities, and there can only be one? That sounds like a battle royale to me. Well, basic. the angels are all sons of Adam. So Adam's... Adam's, Adam's the... No, a, humans are sons of Lilith. We can talk about this more when okay. we get there. <laughs> yeah, this is the movie spoiler, so you know that's, that's no. Adam and Lilith are both in the show. No, it's definitely it's definitely mentioned at the movie about stuff. Yeah, like we that. we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the music in the show is great, and I also really I think it it's drawn beautifully a lot of the time. Yeah. Like I'm a sucker for like 2D animation of machinery going, and like. Whenever they animate like the entry plug going into the Ava, that's oh, it feels so good. It's just it's such a clean piece of animation that I love watching. I can yeah, watch it a hundred times. I will say their faces look a bit weird at times, so. but I think that's just anime of the time. I think they're usually pretty well on model. Like, uh, no, I'm not saying like it's part. poorly animated. I'm just saying it just looks not human <laughs> at times. Maybe. Just because I think that style of anime is very sharp edges and everyone has a pointy jaw and stuff like that. Mm. I, I think that one of the strengths of this show is that uh, since it is an animation, they can do a lot more like with like facial expressions than they can maybe in a live action work. Like uh, like an end of Evangelion when like Shinji's eyes go so tiny uh, and like his scream is so exaggerated after he sees what happened to Asuka and her battle with the the mass-produced Avas. Yeah. Like, that's that's a pretty stunning piece of animation, regardless of your thoughts on it, I think. 
one thing is that there should be a seizure warning for this anime. Yeah. Yeah, there, de- there definitely is some stuff that will probably... I don't, I don't, I'm not photosensitive myself, but if you are, I would definitely consider <laughs> uh, being careful with this one because there are certainly some scenes where like, there's a lot of rapidly flashing images, uh, a lot of like really densely layered images that uh, might trouble someone who, who could be photosensitive, particularly during the third impact. I mean, I feel like just starting from episode like 18 or so, there's something every episode. Maybe not every episode, but I feel like it's pretty common after that. One thing is that they like to do this a lot in this anime of having different voices give off like dialogue, like when they're booting up the Avas every time. And I don't know how I feel about that. You mean like different characters like announcing stuff over the over the right radio? of like oh port to number I don't I don't know what but like I mean it doesn't bother me yeah just because it just feels like how those things to go is the problem I don't think so I don't really I can't really think of an example where I was like get to the point yeah uh, like well, usually usually because they were expositing on like what's going wrong with the Avas or like uh, something about like or giving us some details about how they work or or what the characters might need to do to get out of the situation they're in. So I didn't really ever feel like uh, the three kind of mission control characters speaking was filler. No, not them. Like, just in general, when anything was happening, there was... I don't know. I just... I feel like they could have had a main character saying something more poignant instead of a bunch of random people saying stuff. I don't think Shinji's the kind of person to like be making a big. I'm not even saying Shinji. I'm just saying Ritsuko or um, me the M person, the blue-haired person who Misato. Yes, Misato. I don't know names. I thought it was purple hair. It might be. Is that how you distinguish the three of them? (laughs) The four of them? Yeah, it's blonde-haired, dark blue hair, light blue hair, and brown hair, and then Shinji. Asuka is definitely a redhead. I don't know what you're on. I don't know. Her clothing's so red, it's hard to tell. She's definitely supposed to be a redhead. Yeah. Okay. Shinji's brown hair. Shinji's brown hair, for sure. Well, it could be uh, light brown hair. Anyways, are we good to start going through? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. General summary, first of all. In the distant future year of 2015, an event called Second Impact has decimated the Earth. Now inscrutable monsters called angels are menacing the world again threatening to bring about an apocalyptic third impact. It is up to Nerve, a secret UN organization, and its AVA units to defeat the angels and protect what's left of humanity. Uh, so the first, I would say, uh, five episodes are <clears throat> kind of the introductory arc, because uh, that's where we meet all of our characters, obviously. We're introduced to the AVAs and how they work to some extent. And up to that point, it's all just Shinji and the uh, Ava. <clears throat> uh, so these five episodes kind of introduce us to uh, Nerve and Shinji and Gendo and the other characters. And this arc is kind of uh, where some people's problems with Shinji begin because he spends basically the whole fourth episode uh, running from, I guess you would call it his responsibility. That, I don't want to use that word. Run, running from the idea of piloting an Ava, but eventually not being able to commit to that either. Uh, 
a lot of people take issue with Shinji being kind of a passive person who doesn't really want to get into conflict. Uh, but I like these episodes because uh, because they are they do such a good job of characterizing him before we get a lot of other stuff involved. We kind of get a feel for what kind of person he is before everything else starts. Uh, how about you guys? I'll say I'm fine with him not wanting to pilot it and deciding to pilot. I'm upset that they do that again. Like that they keep doing the same thing. It's like, no, Shinji, you decided to do it, so freaking do it. Uh, well, I think the point is that like Shinji is such like a kind of a he doesn't have the strength of will to commit one way or the other, and that's why they repeat the plot point of him refusing to pilot an Ava multiple times throughout this show. Like maybe, multiple... but watching someone be wishy-washy isn't interesting. I think it is. Well, the, like. And that's kind of where I think you were different on this show because, uh, you know, like his, it's really not in his character to do this. He hates piloting the Ava, even in the episodes where he does it, he, he does not enjoy it. Uh, so it's kind of uncomfortable watching this character be forced to do something he doesn't enjoy, uh, or so viscerally doesn't enjoy. Yes, but if he makes up his mind to do it, I think you've committed at that point. And whether you want to or not, I'm sorry, but you've you've committed. That's that's it. Well, yeah, he's he's supposed to be kind of pathetic in that he can't commit one way or the other, uh, and he's supposed to be trying to in like the whole ending of the show is him resolving to work on. That. <clears throat> yeah, but. Why does it take so long? <laughs> yeah, I just think it's frustrating because, like, from a meta perspective, you know he's going to get in a robot. So it's just kind of frustrating that it takes five episodes for him that it's just, I don't want to get in a robot when we know he has to, otherwise there's no show. Okay, never mind. Uh... But yeah, I can see why some people don't enjoy watching Shinji, but I think he's a fascinating character. And so I think most people like like as much as Ava is kind of regarded as a classic, a lot it has a pretty sizable number of people who don't like it. And I think most of it comes down to whether or not you think Shinji is an interesting character. Uh whether you sympathize with him or you're kind of tired of him. Well, and the thing is it's not that I can't sympathize with them. I understand you don't want to do it. Okay. Then don't and commit to not doing it. He's or... also 14. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like he he wants to be told what to do, but then when he's told what to do and he doesn't like it, he get upset. And it's like, well, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. He's it, it's ah, it's just that he's so averse to conflict that he will take what he perceives to be the path of least resistance, and it keeps changing between piloting the Ava and not piloting the Ava. Well, it's not just that, but he decides to pilot the Ava so that way um, Ray doesn't have to, who's another pilot. Yeah. But then... And then, then later he, he's, he starts wanting to pilot the Ava because he thinks it will make Gendo pay attention to him. Right, but before that, he decides to not pilot the Ava... And doesn't care about whether Ray has to do it or not. Like, it's... I don't know. Just his reasoning feels like... His reasoning to do something, and then he just stops doing it without giving a reason not to. And that's why I feel like we need to get into his head more in these first couple of episodes. 
like we don't know what he's thinking from most of the stuff and it's all we see are his actions based on it and that's frustrating well i in pretty much i think every time that he refuses to pilot the ava and i think there are three there is an incident that makes him say nope that's it i'm done uh the first being when he has to take uh toji toji and kinsuke into his cockpit in the third episode uh he tries to run away in the fourth episode uh and then in uh episode 18 when toji gets chosen as the third children uh the fourth children and uh becomes the pilot of unit three and it goes haywire uh Gendo has the dummy plug basically tear the tear the entry plug out of Unit Three, and he's really upset about that. So he he refuses to never to ever pilot again. Uh, then, <clears throat> and then the last time is in uh, is after Episode Twenty Four when he kills Kaoru, and then in the movie he's refusing to do it again. So there's in each time there's some incident that makes him say I'm not going to pilot an Ava again, and each time something forces him back in the cockpit. So it's not just him being a petulant child. But he knew. And in theory, at the beginning, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to do it to begin with. No, he didn't. Uh, So like what what kind of guilted him into it in the first episode was him seeing the state Ray was in. They were about to have her go out uh, in unit one. So he doesn't want to do it so many times, but he keeps doing it. And it's like, either stick up for yourself or just do it. Right. And I think we're, we're going to go in circles on this forever. Probably. Because, yeah. because to me, the fact that he is so noncommittal and kind of is so quick to go back on his principles if he thinks it's more advantageous to him is what makes him a compelling character. And you guys are just frustrated with him. But I mean, that's just... I yeah, don't think I think, we're, I think we're just going to talk in circles about this forever if we're, this is all we're going to talk about. Yeah, Yeah, I think we just have to agree to disagree that I don't think that makes it compelling, and you do, and that's... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else? Do we have anything else in these first couple episodes? Not really. Yeah, because they are almost solely focused on Shinji. Because uh, none of the major... Because Rei hasn't become that important yet at this point, and Asuka hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, I mean, it's introducing, like, school <clears throat> characters and stuff. Um, yeah, his two friends, Toji and Kensuke. And he's living with Miss Misato, and there's a bit of a weird relationship and all that. But, there's yeah. a penguin. There's a penguin! <laughs> yeah, Pin Pin, who's barely... Who could be cut out from the show and wouldn't matter, but I'm fine with him being here. Yeah, Pin Pin... Pin Pin is... Yeah, go ahead. Everyone's been arguing about Rey and Asuka, but everyone's talking about Pin Pin. Uh, Ritsuko is best girl. Next question. <laughs> Pinpin's best girl. Pinpin's a guy, I think. Um, Pinpin is a boy. Yeah. Uh, so are you going to move on to the next uh, slate of episodes? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do a bigger chunk this time. So I'm gonna, we're talking about episode six through episode 14. So episode six uh, is when the angel that's shaped like a gigantic eight-sided die shows up. Okay. Uh, and Shinji and Rei have this plan to snipe it with a big cannon. And then through episode 14, which is the episode that's mostly a recap of what's happened up to that point. And this is kind of the middle chunk we were talking about where it becomes a lot more episodic and monster of the wiki. Uh, yeah. And there are, there are some strong episodes that I like in here. Um, like, I like the episode where uh, Asuka and Shinji have to do 
the uh, dance. That have to do the, the dance sequence to defeat the angel that can split itself in two. Yeah. Uh, mainly because there's a lot of really stellar animation in that episode. Uh, I also think it's just a funny premise. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of a more lighthearted take on the whole idea of being forced to interact with others to, you know, exist. Yeah. Than how it's going to be later on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I liked uh, episode 13, which is the one where there's the angel that's nanomachines hacks into the oh, yeah. uh, the Magi, the supercomputers. And uh, we, we don't has really to climb in there. That one's interesting because it's not defeated by an Ava. Right. Yeah. That one that one is interesting because uh, the three Ava pilots are barely in that episode. Do they technically defeat it or does it just coexist with the system now? Uh, I think think that Ritsuko like makes a program that codes a program that kills them or okay. something. I think it felt I think she coded it so that the the a the angel would kill it decide that killing itself was the best option. Because yeah, like, it, like that. Yeah. Well because I think they decided the idea is that it was going to blow up the base by making it self-destruct, but it was in the base. So I think they made it coded to where it didn't want to die. So then in order for that to happen, it had to die so that it wouldn't kill itself. Wait. Is, right? Hang on a second. The angel's goal is to reach Lilith and trigger third impact. How would that? Yes, that's what they're trying to do. That's why they all attack Tokyo 3. Yeah, but they don't say that until like later. They don't say that until, like, the movie. In fact, uh, Ritsuko's the only... Ritsuko and Gendo and the Fu, Futa, whatever, they're the only three that... And I guess Rei technically knows, but she, she's a different case. She's pretty tight-lipped. Yeah. They're the only Lilith. characters who actually know about... About Lilith. About, or about what Nerve is for. I thought it was Nerve. It is Nerve. I've always said nerve, and nobody's corrected me. Did you well, watch? Did you watch the sub or the dub? The sub. Okay, in the dub they call it nerve. Okay. <laughs> I like nerve better. Well, you're wrong. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I did like that ep that episode a lot. That because uh, we got some more insight into Ritsuko, who's kind of a minor character up to that point. Mostly, she did techno babble until that episode. Yeah. Uh. But she kind of becomes a lot more of an important character in the latter half uh, once you realize that she knows a lot more than she kind of lets on at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like the end of these episodes kind of introduced the subplot of um, Kaji and me. Misato. Misato. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, kind of trying to investigate and figure out what's going on. I feel yeah. like mostly Kaji and Misato starts probably later episodes, but yeah. yeah. Trying to figure out what's the point of Nerve and what exactly is happening. Right. And so uh, since, you know, she knows, yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't wind up ending up well for them. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that. So yeah, <laughs> you guys liked these episodes because they were a lot more uh, action-y. Uh, they were a lot more... I don't know. They were like, also just a lot of fun. Yeah, they, they are fun. Yeah. They're like... I'm not, and I, I don't want to. I don't want this to come across like this show is doom and gloom all the time. Because even yeah. when it gets sad, there's still a lot of cool stuff that happens. Uh, it's only towards the very end of both the show and the movie that it becomes just purely like dialogue and philosophy. 
And sad. Wow. And sad. <clears throat> I will say we're introduced to the class rep who's just called the class rep. So she she has a name. They just only call her class rep. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, I don't think they ever say her name. I'm sure she has one. I yeah. think it's like I I'm think sure they say there's it like once. I'm sure there's some spin-off media where she's an Ava pilot because good lord, there's so many. Probably. Um well because I think we learned this. Do we learn about the school at this point? No, it's later. Okay, never mind. Um one thing that I will say is that I did enjoy like there were several moments where a bunch of the main characters are crammed in a small tiny elevator that was just funny. You know, like stuff like that was funny. Oh yeah. But ultimately it's like I feel like there wasn't the purpose of these episodes were to kill the angels. Yeah. And I feel like they could have interwoven a little bit something else. Yeah, I think that uh, maybe the show could be even better if they more evenly spread out kind of the character stuff and the action. Uh, if that makes sense, because these are, these episodes are a little weaker on the character stuff, but they're stronger on the action, which is why this was your guys' favorite part. It's why it's my least favorite. Uh, it's still good, though. It's still good yeah. stuff, I think. Well, I'll say, I think this is kind of just more of a general critique, but all of the male characters are so pervy at times. That's, I feel like that's just, like, 90s anime. I don't... Yeah. That's really, probably. it's just Shinji and Kaji. <laughs> and uh, Toji and that when, other guy. When Asuka was there, like, everybody... They were taking pictures oh, of yeah, her that's, and selling that's her. Uh, or selling it to other people. You mean Misato? And, no, they're well, yes, but they were taking but, a picture of Asuka when she first got there. Yeah, I think they were taking pictures of everyone, and yeah, they were well, just maybe. focusing on Asuka because that was like the second episode she was there. Maybe, and she was the new because she's the new person. commodity. Yeah, yeah. a foreigner. Wow. Uh, yeah, it is true, and uh, they kind of. Explore that a little bit with Shinji, not as much as they could have. That, you know, obviously his whole neuroses prevent him from having honest relationships with people. Uh, so instead, he's kind of comes across as a weird pervert. Uh, but, the, you know, that comes, that obviously is more of a thing later on. Yeah. Well, I think. Is this when Asuka kisses him? Uh, that's later. That's later. Okay. What about. When he visits Ray House, Ray's house. That's or this. That okay. happens in episode five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he goes to her house, and then she just gets out of the shower, and he falls on her, and accidentally pulls open her bra drawer. He's like, "That didn't need to be that excessive, but okay." Yeah. But uh, and I think it's kind of. This might sound incredibly pretentious and obnoxious, but I think the show's reason for doing stuff like that is different than other anime doing it, like. I don't think that that was them playing that trope straight of like, you know, the anime guy falling and like accidentally grabbing a handful uh, because normally that like just becomes like a gag that's in a weird, gross way advances their relationship. But uh, it only makes Shinji more uncomfortable around Ray afterwards that he that because of that incident. Well, the whole point of Shinji is that he's an awkward character. I get that. I just. Hmm. I don't Again, know. this is just going to be like. You, I like Shinji, you guys don't. <laughs> and I feel like this is more of a problem with anime in general is that I don't like it when they do stuff like this. And well, yeah. 
And right, I and honestly, like probably anime is more restrained now than it was uh back then. Yeah. Barring some very big outliers. Yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. mean, John? I mean like the etchy genre really didn't exist back then, so like there were just every show was a bit etchy. Yeah. But nowadays we we're better about confining that stuff to shows that are for that purpose. Well, I can yeah. probably count on one hand the number of episodes that someone wasn't naked. Like, yeah. And like <laughs> there's there was no reason for for Ritsuko to be in a swimsuit in the first episode besides just, you know, they wanted to put her in a swimsuit. Yeah. There's certainly some of that as well. Uh, I think we're good to move on. I think we're good to move on, yeah. yeah. Uh, so next, let's go episode 15 through episode 21. So episode 15 is when Shinji visits his mother's grave with Gendo. Uh, and episode 21 is when Fuyutsuki is kidnapped by Seal and tells his past with Yui and Gendo. And Kaji dies. He uh, doesn't... What? Kaji dies. Like, he gets shot. Oh, Kaji, right. I was thinking of um, the guy in the tracksuit. Shibusi? Yeah, I don't know why I thought of him. Like, he didn't A die. character from a completely different anime that we're not even talking no, about in this episode. No, not that one. Uh, oh, Toji. Guy. Toji. Toji. Yeah. <laughs> totally different uh, characters. No, Toji survives. Barely. Yeah. He does lose a leg. I don't know. He's pretty much out of the anime after that. He, yeah. The, yeah, they basic, basically after the the school stuff kind of decreases a lot at this point in the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the whole even, point of the no, go ahead. I think they're even just written out like yeah, pretty just, much. Like, yeah, they moved away. They come well, back the, in the uh, end, but that's for different reasons. The the original script for um, End of Evangelion had uh, Kensuke and Toji in it. I mean, I think they're in it. They're just not. Maybe they're there in the third impact stuff, but they are. There was going to be a brief scene where uh, Toji and Kensuke were playing wheelchair basketball. Or, well, Toji was playing wheelchair basketball. Kensuke was playing regular basketball. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, because I don't know if they ever say he lost a leg. Uh, I think. <laughs> and honestly, I never really piece that together from watching it it's just me for me like reading supplemental material later that says, yeah. oh he lost a leg i'm like oh sure i i guess <laughs> yeah uh well so we're told that the school is pretty much a school for children who could be pilots yeah um and that there's not really a pilot selection organization like they thought it's nerve doing it not them outsourcing to not not the marduk institute which yeah. is not a real thing uh <clears throat> Yeah, and that's kind of foreshadowed pretty early on, uh, in like episode in one of the early, like the first two or three episodes, uh, when somebody in this class asks Shinji about his mom, and he says, "I don't have one," and somebody says, "None of us do." Yeah, yeah, that went over my head, if that happened. But also, I wasn't. That's that's something you only really notice on a rewatch. Yeah, <clears throat> because I believe I would believe that if I watched this again, there would be stuff that I would pick up on that I didn't realize was some sort of foreshadowing. Uh, so yeah, obviously kind of the big crux of these this arc I've picked out is that two-episode arc when they bring Unit 3 to Tokyo 3 and it winds up going haywire. Well, and, it uh, ends up having an angel inside of it. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, which is kind of there's also been like a running mystery throughout this whole show about what the heck are the Avas. Uh, and this is where that really starts to come to a head because uh, in these episodes this is where we see that the, the, the Avas are basically just like organic underneath the armor. Well, we see that even earlier, but this is where it really kind of becomes apparent. Aren't uh, they? What's up? Aren't they gro- Aren't they angels? Yes. The Avas are basically artificial angels created from Adam. Except for Unit 1, which is created from Lilith. Which is why it's so special. Yes, which is why Gendo is all about... Gendo, like, every time he's like, save Unit 1, I don't give a crap about anything else. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think these episodes also really it comes to a head that Nerve is... There's something about the Dead Sea Scrolls and how all of the angels were predicted. Mm-hmm. And the second impact, I think we learn what caused it, or not necessarily what caused it, but like it was man-made. It was basically Adam doing what Lilith does in the movie. Yeah. But on but a smaller like, scale. Humans set it off. Yes. By messing um, with Adam. Right. So the second impact, he like turned all those people on the expedition into goo. I think so. Uh, but it also did melt Antarctica, which caused catastrophic climate change, which killed a yeah. lot of people as well. Right. Um, for those who say global warming isn't real. Um... <laughs> Parts of the show are more relevant now than they were in 1995. I really, I, I really liked the scene when the assistant nerve guy, I forget his Fryutsuki. name. Yeah. When he and Gendo were talking and he was like, yeah, America hates having its unemployment low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh one I think that the the flashback episode that Fiyutsuki of all characters gets is pretty interesting. Uh because kind of gives us a lot more insight into Gendo, even though it's not his flashback. Uh and the particular the particularly notable thing is that Fiyutsuki knew Yui, uh Shinji's mom, first. Uh and he and she and Gendo met through kind of their connection with him. And she t- and he took her name. His name was Rokubungi Gendo. Uh, and he but was when a they bit got- of a delinquent. Yeah, but then when they got married, uh, he took her name. And, you know, kind of a Kaguya-sama, she had the power in the relationship kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but he was a, a genuinely, like, good man for the time that they were married. Uh, and it's only when she passed away that he kind of shut himself off and became this really cold person later in his life. Well, yeah, I think this is jumping a bit ahead, but he says, like, I wasn't going to be a good father to him, so I wasn't. You know, like, he didn't think... Oh, I didn't even bother to try. Right, exactly. Which is kind of jumping a bit ahead, but I feel like that was Mm -hmm. relevant. Um, Yeah, and I feel like the flashback episode for him wasn't really about Fuyutsuki. It was about Gendo and Yui Mm -hmm. and about their relationship and how Shinji kind of factored in all this. And Ritsuko Sr. Yeah. yeah. And just about the history of Nerve in general, because it wasn't called Nerve, it was... It was Gehirn. Yeah. And then they... I think... Um, Ritsuko... Not Ritsuko. Um, the yeah. scientist mom. Ritsuko Sr. Yes. I, got I don't her. think that's her name. No, but she killed herself. No, Ray killed her. Oh, did Ray kill her? I thought she killed a Ray clone. 
um, and then jumped off and killed herself. I thought it was she tried to kill the Ray clone, but the Ray clone was like, hey, you're you're just an old hag and Gendo doesn't really like you. And then she jumped off and killed herself. Yeah, it's you're right. It's uh, she does commit suicide. And so they're like, you know, we're just going to rebrand. But she does. Yeah. She does kill. the. She does kill Ray one. Yes. OK. And it's not canon, but I like the theory that Ray One's soul is what's in Unit Zero. I don't think so. Who else would it be? Ray Four through a billion. The show, the the Ray that we have for most of the show is Ray Two. But the other Rays are there. No, they're they're not full Rays. They're dummies. They don't have souls. Don't the Ava's not have souls? No, the Ava's have the souls of the pilot's mother. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's why Yui disappeared and there was no body, because her soul is in Unit 1. Oh. And that's um, why Unit 1 keeps protecting Shinji when it shouldn't be able to, because it has no power. And that's why this show is can also be called Mom Problems. Got it. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, and then the end of this kind of s- s- mini arc that I've brought up is that uh, <laughs> Unit 1 eats the angel. <laughs> uh, and also, Shinji gets fused into the LCL that's in his entry plug. Uh, and that's where we kind of get some of the beginning of the philosophical stuff. Actually, it happens um, earlier than that. Question, John. What's an S2 drive? I think that's just the orb that they have to destroy to kill the angels. Yes. Okay. And it stands for something. And they say it at one point, and I was like, oh, that's the S2 drive. And then I, and now I've forgotten again. Yeah, because I'm sure they said it, I just missed it. And then when they keep referencing, I'm like, I don't know what this is. But yeah, it's, it's something that the angels have. Super I think still it's, annoyed. Okay. Mm. And I think it's something that allows the Avas to be more independent of their pilots. Which is why the angels don't have pilots. Right, because the angels have a battery system, so to speak. But there's several Mm -hmm. times where they turn on without it. The Avis. Um, The Avis, yes. Sorry. Um, And I think that's also implied there that, like, oh, they're actually alive and stuff. Do we have anything else to say about these arcs through here? Um, Not really. Is this when they killed the last angel? Uh, No. No, that's that's episode 24. Speaking of which, we're going to talk about episodes 22 through 24 next. So... Uh, in episode 22 is when Asuka's synchro rate with Unit 2 is failing. And then the Space Angel shows up and mind rapes her. Uh, big oof. Yeah. And then episode 24 is when Kaoru shows up uh, and he's the fifth children. So these are kind of when everything really starts to hit the fan. Uh, first off, because Asuka is basically taken out of commission uh, because the Angel kind of exposes her uh, kind of her most deep-seated fears and insecurities uh, and invades her mind. So she's basically out of commission until the movie. Uh, the reason she's also... out of... The reason I feel like she's out of com- commission is because her sync rate goes down. Yeah. Because she loses confidence in herself and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's... Uh, and, that, and it's partially implied that it's due to Kaji being dead, even though she doesn't re- quite realize it yet. Yeah. Uh, Asuka's whole thing is she's kind of motivated by uh, kind of showing off by kind of 
being good at piloting the Ava is where she derives her self-worth. And so kind of once her best friend uh, dies, even though she doesn't quite realize it yet, that's when her sync rate starts to fail. So that's that episode is very traumatic for her. And uh, we kind of learn more about kind of where her issues stem from because her mother committed suicide. Uh, and wanted her to commit suicide with her. Yes. Well, okay. Her mother thought that she was a doll. Mm-hmm. Or thought, thought that it was a doll was her and wanted them both to commit suicide. And I think, I don't know if it's implied that she killed the doll and then committed suicide or what? I think so. And then, like, young Asuka saw her mother, her, her corpse, basically. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, so her trauma stems from that. And basically, by having that exposed, she's essentially almost killed. Just short of it, really. In episode 23, Ray bites it. <laughs> uh, she destroys Unit Zero uh, to stop the second-to-last angel from basically melding with her forcibly, uh, <clears throat> which is basically basically destroys the whole surface of Tokyo 3. There's basically no city anymore. It's just the nerve HQ underneath it. Well, I think it wasn't that she was doing it to save herself. She did it to save Shinji. Yeah, she did. Because it's going to meld with Shinji, and she's like, no, I'm going to kill you. Meld with me. And she knows that she knows that she's basically expendable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, at the end of that same episode, <laughs> Ray 3 shows up, and she's like, I'm the third one. And Shinji's like, wait a minute, SpongeBob. <laughs> well, he's more like, wait, what? And that's about <laughs> it, I don't... Um, is this when Asuka tells Ray that she's like a doll and she doesn't like her for that? That's in 22. Okay. But it's still kind of important here that, like, yeah, Ray just does whatever she's told and Asuka very much doesn't like that and she doesn't like that part about Shinji. Mm-hmm. And it comes up later, but... It does. Uh, yeah, that's in, the, that's in the elevator scene in episode 22. Right. The one that had, like, literally a minute of silence. Andrew! At two different points. It's 53 seconds. Well, there was another point where they had silence like that. I don't remember what it was. I, lo- I personally love the elevator scene. I thought the elevator scene was fine. Um, there was another part where it was just quiet for like a minute, though, and I don't know what it was. Uh, that was Shinji having uh, Kaoru in Unit 1's fist. Uh, right. And like, obviously, the implication is he's deliberating on what to do with him. Uh, and he eventually does crush him and kill him. Yeah, because Karu is the last angel. He's yeah. the last angel, uh, but he's he's an angel in human form like Ray is. But he's not man-made. No, he is a natural angel. And he... I think it's very much implied that um, he hits on Shinji hard. Oh, yes. Uh, and that's the one issue that people have with the Netflix edition of Evangelion, because they trans because he says ski, which means love, uh, but the subs well, translated as like. I uh, think it's it's like kind of like an ambiguous, mm-hmm. like it's it doesn't it can translate to either. Yeah, but pretty much every previous translation of Eva has used love there. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what it's implying because human or English, and you can say like and mean. I think I think a lot of times it's like the like high school crush type of love. Right. Yeah. Uh, But I've heard someone make. Well, I'll credit them. It was Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. 
saying that it's a it's not it kind of defeats the point of him saying like instead of love there because like a big theme of this show is that nobody's nobody just says their emotions out loud they're kind of always guarded with each other but Kaoru shows up and he's like very open with his emotions and it makes Shinji a little uncomfortable but I think he likes it too though yeah uh so I think it it does it is better for Kaoru to say he loves Shinji because he's being open and honest, which is not something that the characters of this show are used to. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Man, he's in one episode, but he has such a big influence on uh, the rest of it. He's in the third impact, but yeah. Is he? Oh yeah, he is. He's at least in the movie. I don't know if yeah. he was in. He only physically appears in one episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but that's because he's also like such an honest character and almost no one is. Mm-hmm. And this. Because, like, the whole time, we haven't really talked about it, but Asuka's kind of very, very much the Sundere type. Yeah. And where she gets mad at Shinji for everything. She calls him idiot Shinji during the entire time, but she also, I think, does have feelings for him. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, she did kiss him for, like, a solid minute. <laughs> yeah, but she was also like, I'm bored, let's kiss. <laughs> So. Yeah, because you that's people only suggest kissing because they're bored with people they don't like. Yeah, and then afterwards she was like, This is a stupid thing to do when you're bored. <laughs> so she doesn't immediately know. go and gargle after uh yeah. kissing him. Yeah. We probably had garlic for dinner. <laughs> they had Italian for dinner. <laughs> do we have anything else to say about these three episodes right now? Um, no. I will say the Kinsuke when he's talking with Shinji right before he dies, he's like, you mean Kaoru? You're right. Um, um, he says, like, one of us has to die, and I think you should be the one to live. Which is kind of a weird thing, because the angels normally... Like, he he could have probably won that fight. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he gave up and made Shinji kill him. So that's another friend he has to kill. Well, part of I think the implication is that like to be the sacri that Shinji is the sacrifice for Third Impact. Yes. So he might be trying to like break his mind further so that he's a better sacrifice. News. I think we're good to move on. I yeah. just wanted to bring that up real quick. Okay. Do we want to talk about twenty five and twenty six and then the movie separately or all three at once? I think we should do twenty five and twenty six first. Okay. Yeah. Because if you're just watching the series, this is how you do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. If if you skip. 25 and 26 when you watch the show I will come to your house and I will say hey you should watch those episodes I will come to your house and say don't bother <laughs> uh, so in 25 and 26 the third impact begins and each character is kind of forced to very starkly examine their issues it's more like uh, in 25 and 26 the third impact has happened it's in the process of happening it's, it's more like they ran out of money it did, really yeah they repeated a bunch of stuff yeah I believe the whole thing that they ran out of money. I can't remember if it's a myth or not. Whatever. It's, it's probably a myth because they reused a bunch of... Um, they did reuse money. most of the assets, for sure. Uh, I think it's just more that they were coming up on the deadline. Okay. Because they had to scrap basically a whole produced episode. But, uh, John, what happened? Uh, what what happened? happens is, uh, during Third Impact, in episode 25... Uh, they all kind of realize that now that they are all mashed together as uh, as Orange Fanta, they cannot really hide 
their true selves from each other anymore. And they, so they kind of each comment on each other's issues. Uh, each of them examines uh, what their problems are. And uh, a solution is not really presented in episode 20. Well, and they're also shown each other's memories about certain things, I feel. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, then in episode 26, uh, we at least get Shinji's resolution. So he, he resolves in the end that he is not as horrible of a person as he thinks he is, and that people don't necessarily hate him as much as he thinks they do, and that he will start to live more in that truth. And that's when everybody congratulates him yeah. at the end. And also that scene, unironically, makes me cry every time. I think it's I think it's a great ending. I liked it better than the movie. I would agree. I, I do too. I like I like the show's version of Third Impact better than the movie. Yeah. Like if I could if I was a better video editor, I would uh like take out the Third Impact stuff from end and then just slot these two episodes in the middle for like all the stuff in Shinji's mind in the movie just replace it with this and then cut back to the movie when he bursts out and everything. It's I, I consider this to be a better ending, for sure. What I can say about these episodes is that I do appreciate the style of it. Um, and I think it is artistic, might be the right word. Yeah. <laughs> but it does it a lot with not so much. So boring. I don't find these episodes boring at all. Yeah, I really liked them. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you liked these episodes. Like, it's just... I don't know. The thing is, the dialogue is like very repetitive in this like they repeat things over and over like three or four times before the four time they say something different i get that it's them trying they don't want to admit things about themselves but still uh i wish that we could have had more time for the other characters to kind of resolve themselves but i understand that uh 26 had to be mostly about shinji yeah mm -hmm. they literally said we don't have time for all this so we're going to show you shinji <laughs> and like, uh, that was literally a screen cap and and I think kind of 26 has a much better rationale for why Shinji rejects instrumentality. Uh, yeah. and he's like, mm -hmm. you know, there's no, like, if we're all just in a big sea of orange Fanta together, then I can't define myself and I can't live like that. Yeah. We define ourselves by being, in, by being separate from other people, even if it might be painful sometimes. It's like the scene where he's a pencil sketch and he's just floating in the air and yeah. then they give him gravity. They give him up and down. So, like, we define ourselves by seeing ourselves in others. But at the same time, they talk about how you're losing freedom when you define something. Yeah. And it's a weird trade-off about that, but yeah. And like, I do appreciate that they say it's hard to put yourself out there and be with other people. Because people hurt you so much. But ultimately, they come to the conclusion that it's worth it. That you should try and connect with others. And that, you know, any amount of failure doesn't measure to the amount of success you get. Congratulations. 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 And I like that the whole show ended just on the text that says congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So do we want to talk about the big boy now? The movie? No. Sure. <laughs> Chris did not like the movie, I don't think. Uh, so in the movie, uh, Seal moves to stop Gendo. The JD JSDF invades Nerve HQ and kills a ton of people. Uh, Gendo initiates third impact. Asuka battles the mass-produced Avas, and Shinji decides the fate of humanity. So, question. Yeah. Who is trying to cause the third impact? I think you everyone. Because so, you just said Gendo initiated it. Okay, Tech, I think... Really, it's Seal that does it. You're right. 
But Seal uh, didn't want to do it. Yeah, no, they, Seal wanted to do Third Impact. Yeah. That's their goal from but the beginning. they wanted to stop Gendo. Yeah, they wanted to do it on their terms. Okay, that's fair. The whole reason the Ava series was created, really, was to basically have humanity do Third Impact themselves instead of having an angel do it for them. Like, what would be the difference? I, I think that the uh, Seal people think that it will give them some degree of control over the process. But it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> But they're fine with it. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. The the one thing about this sh- about the movie for sure is that we never really kind of understand Seal's motivations that well. I was like, I do appreciate it shows us what's happening between twenty three or twenty four and twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Um. At least the movie's version of twenty five, uh, which by the way, the credits are in the middle of this movie. Well, I think it. I think it's because it's in the middle because it's supposed to be two episodes, kind of. Like, it should be a 28-somehow series episode, or series. Basically, where the credits happen is, like, where episode 25 was supposed to end. And they probably stretched out a bit of it just because yeah, they could. Yeah, they did. Because they had a movie budget. Yeah. I'll say, the people who were in the lab, or the, not the lab, the um, Central Dogma, Nerve HQ, the three tech people, they should have died. <laughs> like, they just stopped getting attacked at one point. Yeah. Well, the JSDF pulled out. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember that. Okay. That makes a bit of sense then. So were they all that was left of Nerve at the time of Third Impact? Yeah, pretty much. It was basically just uh, the three mission control people. The only one whose name I remember is Maya. Yeah. And then Fuyutsuki. And technically Gendo. I guess Gendo. But But he gets gets et (laughs) by Unit 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is weird, because Unit 1 was nowhere close to him. But Yeah, I don't really know the logistics of that. <laughs> I will say, this is when Gendo tells Ray, show me your mother, or take me to your mother, or take me to Yui, I guess. Cause, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, Gendo's whole thing is he wants to be reunited with Yui's soul. Right, but much. Ray's like, no, I'm not your doll. I can do whatever I want. She takes his hand. Yeah. Which has Adam attached to it. <laughs> Yeah, because his hand was stuck in her inside of her because she's being held together by an AT field. Aren't we all? Yeah, but like she literally was losing control over it and like lost an arm, kind of. But I think that him putting Adam in her is part of what initiated Third Impact. Probably. Yeah, and then Ray shows up in front of everyone and turns them into Orange Fanta. Yeah, and the great pop song plays over it. Yeah, I love how when it was sweeping over the world, everybody was screaming, even though this is supposed to be a good thing, right? Well, I mean, it, it's good if you know it's coming, which very few yeah. people did. Well, because like this is a good apocalypse, right? Isn't that kind of what it's trying to? Well, that's that's what Seal thinks. That's what Gendo thinks. Yeah, fair enough. But we're supposed to decide for ourselves. Would it be better if we were just all a big soup of consciousness? So there there wouldn't be suffering, but there also wouldn't be contrast. There wouldn't be the extremes that make life life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's that's kind of the issue raising this is that the first one is more of is it worth connecting with other people? And this one is more of is it worth being an individual? Yeah. Um, and like, which I don't think is as interesting of a question. Yeah, not really. But they talk about how like AT fields are your independence and individuality or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but there is still some of the like interaction stuff in this one. A little bit, but it's like, well, we don't have to worry about that if we're all the same person. Mm-hmm. 
Like, no, I want to be my own person. So, and that's why I think that the very, very ending of this movie is great. Because it ends with uh, Shinji and Asuka, who comes back from the dead, uh, washed up on the beach. And he chokes her silently. And she, and eventually he stops and she calls him disgusting. And that's the end. Uh, and I think that's kind of showing that even, you know, it's still going to be hard, even though we've all been through this. It's still going to be hard to relate to one another, but we can at least try. Yeah, I have no idea what it's supposed to mean. It means that people can come back from the dead, because Asuka straight up died. I don't know if it's supposed to be metaphorical or not. I don't think so. I think that is how it actually is supposed to end up. So I, you guys did not like the movie as much as I did. I think that I like everything about the movie, but I agree that the actual like third impact stuff that's in 25 and 26 is better. But I like that uh, we got to at least see what the process looked like that led us into it and kind of get a resolution to the arcs for Shinji and Asuka. Yeah, I think maybe I would have been fine with the first half of the movie being episode 25 and then just having 27 episodes or something. And then the two third impact episodes happening afterwards. Yeah, and the last half of the movie just never happened. Yeah, I could, I, I'd like that. I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. that. But part of the reason that they made the movie is because so many people did not like 25 and 26. Because they do not really wrap up the show plot-wise. They do thematically. No, the movie doesn't really too much either. Yeah, the movie still has a pretty ambiguous ending. But it's more concrete. It, it's certainly more concrete than the show. Like, I, think oh, it, I think it's kind of like how people were mad at the ending of Lost because it still left so many questions unanswered. And that's how the 25 and 26 were, is that there were just a lot of questions that they didn't really answer. Yeah, like who are Seal? What's Third Impact? Yeah. But do we really know who Seelay are? No. <laughs> yeah, they do call it Seelay. Yeah. They're people that want to bring about Third Impact. That's basically what we know about them. Yeah, but then why... Are also robots? Yeah. They're, are they're cyborgs or something? No, that just, no, it's just Keel just wears goggles. No, he had a bunch of tech in him when he... Yeah. It's like there was like a robot spine and stuff. Was there? Yes. Yeah. I'll have to watch it again. No, you don't. I don't. Well, I'm probably... I kind of plan on watching the show again anyway. Should be mentioned that Shinji jerked off over Asuka's unconscious body at the beginning of this movie. It does. Um... But that's basically to, and he says it himself, it's to show that he's reached his absolute lowest point, that he's just done with everything. Even though he reaches lower points in this movie. Yeah, Yeah, but that's when he gets fed up with himself, and for Mm -hmm. the first half, he's pretty much comatose, so to speak. Yeah, Misato's basically dragging him around Nerve HQ. Uh, Do we have any other final thoughts before we kind of do our final thoughts? No. So you guys can go, and then I'll go last. Uh, I think the show was pretty good, and I think it was worth watching, but I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again. But I just really didn't enjoy the movie, and I think that was more just a personal thing. Yeah, I can see that. The movie is pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I'd say I don't think thematically the show's interesting, but I don't think you need to watch it. I think it's meh. Um, movie, don't bother. Uh, and lastly, uh, being uh, the one who's watched this before, I I, I still love this show. Um, I, I find its characters to be extremely compelling uh, to the point where I'm considering going and watching it again right now. <laughs> I just find the show 
mesmerizing to watch. Uh, and I've said it before, like every time I try to watch this show, I wind up watching it in like two settings just because I like have to keep going. Uh, I don't know. I just, just the characters in this show just really work for me. And a lot of the stuff in the latter episodes just makes me cry the whole time. Uh, but I, I agree with them that uh, the movie is kind of needlessly grotesque to some extent. I'm fine with it being grotesque. It wasn't the gore. It was just the third impact. Like the as the third impact was happening, that was just really unsettling to me. Okay. Almost to the point that I turned. I almost turned off the movie and said, "Screw it! I'm not finishing this." Okay. Yeah. Uh it's it's yeah. The third impact has a lot of kind of needlessly upsetting imagery in the movie, which is why I agree with you guys that the show is the better ending. Uh, though I do think that it's at least worth watching. I, cause I think I differ because I was fine with the, I don't know if imagery is right, but like, I was fine with that. I just didn't care for it. <laughs> like it's, I didn't, my issue wasn't the content. I just, well, my issue was the whole movie. So, uh, I would gladly recommend this show. I still love it. It makes me very happy. I unironically think that episode 26 is one of the most uplifting pieces of animation ever made. I'd agree. Uh, do we have any other thoughts to wrap up with? No. no. Well, I'm glad that you guys let me share this with you, even if you didn't like it as much as I do. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you uh, enjoy something. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, Andrew, since Chris and I have both picked an anime to discuss as a special episode, would you do the honor of picking our next one? Yeah, sure. So next up is going to be No Game, No Life, which is a bit pervy at times. So, you know, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll review that in June. Right. That's next, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. That's the next month. It is May, yes. Chris. <laughs> That's going to be next. All yep. right. Uh, thank you for listening to our special episode on Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, we didn't come up. We didn't ever use our funny titles for it. Mine was going to be Nungus Gungus Evan Chungus. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one it's funny because we know someone who's named Evan Chung <laughs> I didn't even think about that I've been John your, your emotionally distant father I've been Chris King of the Goo and I've been Andrew CEO of accidentally watching a sex scene with your parents ravioli see you next time <laughs>